Yo, yo, yo. Is this thing on? Testing, testing, testing. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Trail Tales. My name is Kyle Grady. I am a through hiker. I am a peak backer. I am a huge hiking nerd. And every single week on this podcast, I chat with other through hikers and other peak backers and other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. Damn, it felt good to say that. It's been a long time, folks. Uh, on this first episode back, uh, I interview Flossie. Flossie and I attempted to through-hike the PCT this year, the Pacific Crest Trail. We hiked a good chunk of it, around 2,200 miles, but things didn't really go according to plan. Those of you that watch the videos on YouTube, um, you might feel like Flossie abruptly left the PCT towards the end when we were in Washington, and he explained it a little bit, but... The truth is, the story goes much, much deeper than what was shown on camera. And in this episode, we talk all about that. We talk about why he left. We talk about all the circumstances leading up to his departure on the PCT. And then at the end, Lossie and I tell a story, or, or part of a story actually, because we couldn't even finish it. Um, so we're going to have to finish the story, part two, in a future episode. But we tell the first part of a story of what was probably the most difficult and crazy through hiking experience that I've ever had on any trail at all. It was amazing. Guys, I'm so excited to be back. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you did, please send me a email, trailtalespod at gmail.com. Um, you can also send me a message on Instagram at kylehateshiking. Just say what's up. Let me know if you have any ideas for the show, any guests, and I'm just excited to be back i'm grateful for everybody who's listening and yeah enjoy this episode holy shit i'm doing a podcast i'm back trail tales is back and i wanted to wait a little bit to uh that is wait a little bit after the pct um before i started the show again because I wanted uh, Flossie to be the first guest back, so I'm sure a lot of you know at this point, we attempted, I guess, to thru-hike the PCT this year, um, and we did a pretty pretty good chunk of it, um, and we're going to talk we're gonna talk all about that, um, but Flossie, thank you for uh, coming back on. I appreciate with your crazy schedule and everything post-trail, you uh, making the time. <laughs> figured we just started off with that oh god yeah, I I don't... Need... should i change it nope. should i change the song <laughs> i don't know man it's kind of it's catchy i know it's I know. so but... annoying it's so annoying um i did a live stream with some of the patreon supporters last night and they were they were telling me i shouldn't change it so i don't know the artwork well, needs you... to change but i don't know about the song yeah, I think maybe change definitely change the artwork, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I I think everyone's kind of used to to the intro music, yeah. so maybe it's, just keep that. It's simple. I don't know. It is. Yeah, it's catchy. Only, it's catchy. It is catchy. Um, and it and it it's. I think it's slightly annoying enough that it just kind of sticks in people's head. <laughs> <laughs> so it so in a way it probably like, helps in that regard. I don't know. Yeah, it's like all those annoying commercials where they repeat stuff over and over again, but it makes you remember it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to talk all about the PCT in this episode. Um, so yeah, like I said, we 
tried to through hike this year. Um, we did honestly, I can't even remember the exact number of miles. I've been just saying 2200, which is how I think around the amount that I did basically should I actually give the, I, de- I, I remember the exact amount I did. What was, what was yours? Uh, 2116.3. Okay. Okay. And then I added like 72 miles to that, something like that. Yeah. And those 72 yeah. miles were hard as shit, by the way. Um, I know. I, you know, I was so about like going back and finishing every section of the PCT. Now, granted, we haven't been back for very long, but, yeah, you know, so, you know, once you've backpack that much um like right when you get back from a hike like that you don't really you don't really have the urge to go out i mean i'll speak for myself i don't really have the urge to go out and backpack anytime soon it's kind of <laughs> nice that that winter's it's kind of nice that winter's uh coming up because it kind of gives me a chance to switch it up and just snowboard but um you know i'd like to go back and maybe see, I, I don't really know if I want to go back and do all the sections I missed, but I really would love to go back and do the 500 miles of Washington mm-hmm. just because, you know, you hike, like you hike that distance to get there and then you don't even get to finish the state that kind of you were looking forward to and everybody talks about. And I mean, the parts of it that we did hike, like we're just honestly awesome and mind blowing. I've never experienced or seen anything like that. No. And so I will really... say, sorry, sorry. I, I will say that 72 mile stretch was like, sweet. you can rub it in like, it, like <laughs> the, the views and stuff were sweet. Um, it was just, it was hard. It was really hard. And I guess just to step back for a second for everyone listening, um, basically, Flossie got off the trail at Snoqualmie Pass in Washington, and then I kept going for another, yeah, 72 miles up until Stevens Pass, and then that's where I got off, so he missed that 72-mile stretch, um, and it was it was hard, but it was sick. I don't know. Um, I also feel yeah. like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I'll say from my experience, at least, um, like after the AT, for instance, I also didn't really want to backpack that much and right now i really don't like the idea of backpacking but i feel like it changes even after just a few months of winter like i don't know i i wouldn't i wouldn't count yourself out on going back and, and finishing everything quite and, and, and well, i know that's not what you're doing but um i don't know i feel like i could see you changing your mind on that a little bit in the coming months well if anything you know i'm just not so worried about going back and finishing small some small sections that we like, I think there was a 60 mile section that yeah, we missed, in Oregon, which like, I'm sure it's probably a cool section and all, but I'm just saying I, I would love to just at least do the entire state of Washington because mm-hmm. I think what we did, what I did do of it was just like, it was on another level, really like yeah. goat rocks and all yeah, of that. Goat rocks, just, dude. I really, really would like you know and it's 500 miles i mean it's 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 not a small jaunt It'd be nice to 
take some time and maybe go back to Washington and just try and do the whole state, make it to the border, you know, it'd be, yeah. a, it'd be a good feeling, good feeling to make it to the border because, well, you just think about the end so much <laughs> and you kind of visualize yourself making it there. Yeah. And when you don't, it's like, uh, and it doesn't sit, doesn't sit great, but it is what it is, man. I, every, everything I think, happened for a reason i think so i think so man and like um yeah we're gonna back up here everybody and and kind of give the full story in a second but since we're talking about the end already it was so <laughs> anticlimactic compared to the at like there was no yeah. there was actually i have a question about this i was gonna ask you later on i felt like when we finished the at it was just so like triumphant you know, it yeah. was just like, I don't know, like I've never had like an experience like that in my entire life. And we didn't get that on the PCT. And I don't know, mm. even going back, hopefully in finishing it, it's like, I don't know if it's going to, I shouldn't say this because I don't know if it's going to feel the same, but I'm a little afraid it's not going to feel the same, but that's okay. No, you know? no, it it won't. But I think it'll be, it'll be nice to you know, at least you, you know, you went out and, and gave it your all and finished it up. Yeah, exactly. Know? Exactly. So I let's, mean, that's um, all you, that's all you can do. Exactly. That's all you, that's all you can do. Um, well, I guess you could go back and try to hike the whole thing again, but I don't think either one of us want to do that. So Dude, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I was thinking about that while I was out there hiking. I was like, if we can't complete this whole thing, what? I was like, well, no, I was, it just, it just came across, like, it was just a thought. Mm -hmm. I was like, what if I, like, did it all again? Because I was kind of thinking about Jupiter, how. Oh, he, yeah. I mean, he, well, he only did seven, he only did 700 miles before he hurt himself and had to get off. But, and uh, I mean, 2100 is quite a lot more. <laughs> it's almost yeah. the whole trail. Yeah. But I was like going through the desert again i was just thinking of everything that we went through you know yeah like people ask would you ever hike the at again and i'm just like hell no <laughs> i i know how fucking tough it was can you yeah. can we cuss on this i forget oh yeah oh yeah oh, okay oh yeah um yeah i don't know i've had a few people in the comments because i've been like making jokes in my videos about like how I didn't finish and then I'll like fake cry or something and just like make it really dramatic. And I've had a few people would just be like, no, like don't get hung up on it. Like you'll be able to go back and restart the trail and like, you'll be able to finish it next time. And I'm just like, guys, I'm not, Dude, I'm not redoing the whole trail. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. And also what I thought, you know, it's like, it's so difficult to complete the whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because of, so you could go back again and I mean, the same thing could happen, you know? So, I mean, exactly. Like, what do we, what do, what do we have to prove? We, we went and did what we could and I don't really see the point in going back and trying to complete the whole thing again. Even you could get lucky though. Like Jupiter. I mean, yeah, look at what happened. Look at what happened this year. And some people just did get lucky. Like they were, they were able to, um, to dodge the wildfires this year yeah and 
I think one thing that I learned, at least, I guess this is just based off of our experience and in, in this year's kind of fire situation and stuff, but like, it seems like if you want to be able to hike the whole PCT or at least give yourself the best shot of being able to like actually hike the entire thing, continuous footsteps, um, you have to hike fast. Like we were, yeah. I thought we were hiking fast. Like that was just about my limit in terms of like how fast I could through hike. But like, you have to hike faster than that. Like you have to just go quick and, and also get lucky, but you can kind of set yourself up for a better chance of success. I think by just going fast and getting through before the fires start. And I don't know. Yeah. It definitely takes some luck too, but um, let's, uh, let's, let's step back for a second. I think one thing that a lot of people are probably wondering. Um, and by the way, for those listening, if you guys, didn't watch uh the the youtube videos or you're not familiar or aware um we posted i think it was 16 at least uh videos from our hike i mean we filmed the entire thing and you know it's i can't explain every little detail that happens because it was just so much but um one thing that a lot of people have been commenting or not not like a lot of people but a number of people have been commenting and messaging me about is and honestly i'm sure philosophy you've probably gotten some messages about it too um people have been wondering what happened um why well they know why you got off the trail but like i guess more details about it and some of that stuff and so i kind of want to step back and just kind of walk through what happened there so can you start like even back in the desert because I feel like for the first half, if not even more, you were like, you were going strong. Like I felt like at the beginning, especially um, you were, I felt like I was holding you back a little bit, to be honest. And yeah, can you just kind of step back, uh, talk about the desert, I guess. And then we'll kind of lead that into um, when things kind of started to change for you. And then ultimately like what happened and why you got off the trail. Yeah, it is kind of funny how <clears throat> the roles changed a little bit. Yeah. From the I've... beginning to the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely started off. I think the prep that I did leading up to the PCT helped me out a lot at the beginning. Um, you know, just staying active, staying in the gym, completing a through hike before understanding what it takes, knowing, you know, physically where I needed to be, um, thinking that I knew the mental, what the mental would bring, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, having no idea what really was in store for me. Um, but yeah, I started out, I'd say I started out pretty strong in the first 700 miles. I think you did. I definitely think you did. And I mean, I thought that would be like the most difficult part, honestly. I, I know I did both. too. Like I remember so many conversations we had. We were just like, man, we just got to make it out of the desert. Like once we make it out of the desert, like we're, we're set. Like I think we both went into it with this idea that, and, and that's not to say the desert was easy. It definitely wasn't. But um, I think we both just went into this hike with the idea that the desert was going to be like the biggest challenge. And then once we got through that, it would be, I don't want to say smooth sailing, but I feel like we didn't really think much beyond the desert, to be honest. Did, would you agree with that? Yeah. 
I'd agree. I don't think I did the research I should have done. Like, yeah, you can watch, like we watch some vlogs and stuff, but I just, I guess <laughs> like the out West is a much bigger animal than, than on the East coast. You know, I'm just saying elevation wise, um, on the PCT, you just go through so, so many changes, you know, um, weather, weather wise, terrain wise, but I'd say the complications for me all started on Mount Whitney, not going to lie. I think that's where that's where things kind of took a turn for me a little bit mm-hmm. because, um, you know, we had been up at what, like 10,000 feet and 10, 11,000 feet. So we had pr- kind of acclimated yeah. to that elevation. And it's not like we climbed – mount whitney that fast for those of you who don't for those of you who don't know mount whitney actually isn't even a part of the pct um but it's almost like a rite of passage i feel like (laughs) yeah i agree like before we even started i was like i want to do whitney like we're right there like we might as well just do whitney but it is fourteen thousand five hundred and five feet I believe. So it's the tallest mountain in the contiguous 48. Yep. Anyways, I think that's where I got my first taste of like, like what, like these mountains can be no joke, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So at the top, um, I experienced vertigo for the first time ever in my life. And when we got to 13,000 feet, I don't know. I kind of started feeling, you know, just, I wasn't feeling bad. I just felt like I needed to slow down a little bit. I remember you were ahead of me and I just kind of slowed my pace a bit because I was like, I don't know if I should just shoot right up this mountain considering it's 14,000 feet. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we were like 300 feet from the summit and we, you, you and another guy were stopped ahead. I believe his name was Lazy Boy. His, That's funny uh, you remember that. I don't even remember another person remember, being there, to be honest. <laughs> well, obviously, this was like kind of a, I'd say it was kind of a traumatic moment for me anyways. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, we looked out like out over the mountains and then we went to hike again to go towards the summit and then all of a sudden like vertigo just smacked me in the face like my ears were ringing and like the the trail was almost spinning and my heart was racing like racing like really fast to where kind of sent me into a panic and um luckily you were there because i don't know if i would have summited but you know, you, you calmed me down and said, look, no, don't. Cause at first I wanted to kind of hike back down a little bit mm-hmm. cause it just, it, it completely caught me off guard. Like I did not think I was going to experience that never have experienced it. And it was a scary moment. 
It was definitely one of the scariest moments. If not the scariest I've had hiking. Yeah, I um, could see it on your face. I could tell that it was it was not good. Um because I didn't I knew it was vertigo, but I just didn't know how bad like the elevation sickness was. You know, mm. I didn't know I guess I didn't do much research on elevation sickness either. So I figured going down would be the best bet. But you know, I sat there, got my heart rate calmed down and we ended up we we summited. Um and even though that was a scary moment for me, it also kind of built my confidence a little bit because I was like, whew, like I remember, it was like when we got down from Whitney, it was kind of like almost a high for me. Yeah. And I was like, holy, I was like, holy cow. I think if you remember, we sat by that water source and I made a video. Yeah. Just explaining what had happened. And mm-hmm. I just felt like I was just, I don't know. I was thankful that it wasn't worse. And yeah, that kind of, I think that just kind of put into my head that, you know, even though this is hiking, like I've never been out West before and these mountains can be no joke. I didn't really didn't know. I didn't think the elevation was going to affect me like that. Um, and so really, really, really from that moment on kind of, kind of that, the feeling I had on top of Whitney kind of stuck with me throughout the rest of the trail. Did you ever experience it that bad again after Whitney? I was having, see, I don't know if this like just triggered some kind of like triggered something in my brain, like, like a panic response or something like I never experienced anything I never experienced vertigo again. I don't think so anyways, mm-hmm. but there were times that I think I would just be so much in my head going up over other high peaks like um, Forrester Pass, for instance. Another thing that was in my head going over Forrester Pass was unfortunately, you know, that the girl had passed away earlier that year. Oh, yeah. I, f- I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't even which think is about something, that at the time. Which is something I see. You weren't thinking about it, but that was like on my mind after what had just happened after Whitney. And like, I was thinking about that and it really was just in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was, that was a lot of my problems just kind of, kind of <laughs> convincing myself that something bad might happen. Mm-hmm. on top of one of those high peaks that it that honestly it kind of made me panic yeah <laughs> and it gave me gave me small panic attacks every now and again which um i've experienced before so i'm no stranger to those but yeah whitney just kind of it was weird because i once i'd make it over the high peak i'd be like i'd be filled kind of with a sense of accomplishment like yeah i remember you were buzzing on a few of those passes like um i'm trying to i can't remember honestly forester pass is the only one i actually like remember the name of but i remember there was one time 
where we got to the top of one. This was probably like a few days after we did Whitney, like the next resupply. And I could see going up, you it kind of looked like you were, you know, a little bit anxious. And then when you got to the top, you were just like, fuck yeah, boys. And I was like, okay, that's good. Like and, I could really see that sense of accomplishment like coming across. And after, I mean, after that pass, like I was good to go. Like we had mirror pass that was like 10,000 feet or something like that. Um, and I was, I felt more comfortable. Something changed after that pass. I don't know what it was. After Forrester? Yeah, after Forrester. Well, could, um, could it have been and, the fact that Forrester was the highest point that we were going to be at from then on? I don't know. Yes. I mean, probably. And that's what I'm saying. I think I was just, after Whitney, it, it kind of scared me so much that really on all those other high passes, I was just in my head a lot. And mm-hmm. I was, I was really just, I was, um, psyching myself out, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's also like we're in a different territory. I've never been there before. I've never been at that elevation and a combination of things. Um, but yeah, that's basically where it started. Mm -hmm. And Um, And then, Oh, sorry. I was just saying, once we got out of the Sierras, uh, it was pretty smooth, smooth sailing for me um, up until 1,500 mile mark. So I'm trying to remember exactly when kind of things started to go wrong again. Where where were we? I can't even remember. Um, we were. It was right before. Uh, okay, so so Luke. Oh, when did Luke? Yeah. When did Luke uh, meet it was, up with us? It was um, Luke came in Chester, California, right? So that was in. So that's solidly NorCal at that point. I'm, I'm pulling so, up the maps right now. So, so we were headed into Bernie. It yes. was the stretch oh, into Bernie. Oh yeah, no shit. How could I forget about that? Okay, yeah. Talk talk about that. That day was that day was fucked. <laughs> so this is where it all started again. I don't know. It was like a hundred and what? It got up to like a hundred and ten degrees. I guess we found out. Yeah, day. it did. I'm trying to remember the name of this because this this stretch of trail was like kind of infamous to. Was it the basin? It Something was, basin? I might be making honestly. That up. I for. <laughs> <laughs> I forget, but it was probably one of the worst sections you could hike through on a 110 degree. Day. Oh, Hat Creek, Hat Creek Rim. That's what it was. I'm, I'm looking at it on Google it, Maps. Yeah. So the so for those listening that aren't familiar, there's a section which I knew nothing about before the PCT. Um, before we were literally <laughs> balls deep in it. Um, it's from Old Station, California to yeah, Bernie, California, and I want to say it was maybe like a I don't remember exactly maybe like a 30 mile stretch or something like that was, was that yeah and so luke um our friend luke who was editing the uh, pct videos he flew out to california to come join us for a few days and so he wasn't in like you know he is a through hiker but he wasn't in like through hiking shape like we were at that point and so he hiked with us for like two days and then we got to old station and the plan originally was for him to continue on all the way until bernie that next like again i don't remember exactly i want to say like 30 miles but um, it was so hot this day um, that he, when we got to Old Station and we were just kind of chilling at a restaurant for 
you know, an hour or two, he was like, yo boys, I'm just going to go meet you in Bernie. Cause like, this is, this is no good. It was so hot. And we were like, yeah, that's probably the right move. Um, and then we kept hiking and it just so happens that this stretch of trail from old station to Bernie, even though you're well out of the desert at this point, that stretch was just super exposed kind of out of nowhere. And it was like the worst section of trail to be hiking on probably the hottest day of the year. Uh, it was, it was awful. And, and you know, what, what happened to you on that stretch Flossie? You know, between Whitney and this day, those were definitely the two worst days. I think that I had uh, the scariest days, I guess I should say. I, this one probably tops Whitney though. Um, yeah, so we left that diner that that morning. I remember we went to the gas station next door and pounded a Gatorade. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean the 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 first kind of stretch out of there was was uphill. It's not like it was super, wasn't super steep, but compared to what we had been hiking, I mean, it was it was pretty steep and it was kind of kind of long. Yeah, and we had only uh, at this point it was like right in the middle of the day too, so it was like pretty much the hottest part of the day. And like I knew it was going to be hot that day, but I just didn't recognize really how dangerously hot it was going to be. I mean, looking back on this man, I was thinking about this the other day, like that that may have been like the probably the stupidest move we did we made throughout the whole trip yeah we probably should not have hiked out we probably should have chilled and done something i don't know and you know and you know going through the desert you think you know you won't run into anything like that again Mm -hmm. and so maybe we were just a little bit naive about it i think so i think we were and and to be fair, we also and, didn't know that that stretch of trail was going to be as exposed as it was too. I, I, I still would have been bad, um, even if it had been forested, but it, it definitely did not help the fact that we were, it was so hot. And then also there was no shade. We were just getting beat yeah. down by the sun. I, I know I, I fared better than you did that day, but I still felt awful that day. I was still hiking really slow. I, I took a ton of breaks, um, and it also didn't help that there wasn't very much water in that 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 stretch either. Um, yeah, that was so, that was brutal. I'll get to what happened. So yeah, I was hiking, <clears throat> hiking up this hill, and I was I was going pretty fast. And um, out of nowhere, I just got super. I almost fainted. Definitely, almost like I started. My eyesight started closing in a little bit, Oof. and. Um, I remember you were right behind me and I was like, dude, like (laughs) almost like this feeling is not like my heart started racing again, like it did on Whitney. And we stopped, took like a 10 minute break. I think I took my shirt off, drank some water. And then we got going again. And I swear it was just, it might have just been me like really not wanting to have that feeling again. It was just in my head so much that it was just causing like anxiety or like panic mm-hmm. for some reason. It, I mean, also it was 110 degrees out 
but I just kept having to stop. I kept getting lightheaded. I kept getting faint. And like I was drinking enough liquid. I know I was drinking enough liquid. But it was just like. It was. There were only little bits of shade. I'm talking like. Like, there was almost nothing, yeah. Like like when you oh, were hiking, oh. there was no shade, and then every now and then you'd find like a couple trees that you kind of duck under and like sit down and get into some shade, but it, so, there wasn't so much. I'd, so I'd just like go from shaded spot to shaded spot. Like I would stop and I'd be like, "Now I wasn't feeling good," and I was just like, "I do not know what's wrong with me." I was like, "Am I having heat stroke?" You know that. And all these, it just, my mind just starts spiraling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's kind of how I am anyways. But I just start thinking of the worst shit. And I'm like looking up on my phone, like what's heat stroke and like, what are the signs of it? (laughs) And I'm just like, well, you know, I don't, another thing I should have done is a mistake I made, which I would change is I wish I had a spot out there with me. Just something, you know. A yeah, lifeline. if anything, just to have some peace of mind, you know. Exact, exactly. I wish I would have, wish I would have just invested the money in one. But um, yeah. So I'm going from like shaded spot to shaded spot, and I just keep feeling faint, lightheaded, and then I basically just had to wait it out until it got cooler, and. There was a water source that was like 0.5 down this hill. It was all switchbacks. You didn't go to it, did you? No, I skipped it. My water was but, so fucking piss warm that yeah. I almost did, but I, I, didn't, I didn't do it. But that source was my saving grace because I think I left out of there with three liters. And I had drank those. I mean, we're talking that water source was what? like? I think it was like eight miles after Old Station. Yeah, eight miles, and we were going 12 at an old station. I think we were going a little bit... Was it a little bit? I can't remember exactly. It might have been, yeah, something like that. But yeah, I mean, I I needed to go down to that water source. And when I got down there, like, the water was so cool, and I just soaked everything. I soaked my shirt, my hat, and I just... I had to carry it up, back up, which was the worst part. And I'm literally, like... My shirt was dry, and, like, my hat was, like, bone dry by the time I got up that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, and then after that water source, I really just took it slow to the campsite. Um, as the sun started to go down, it started to cool off, and I started to feel better. But, it, you know, if it weren't for that water source there, man, I would, probably would have been in a bad predicament. Yeah. Because I was, I was out of those three liters. Um, and so, I mean, you know, you saw me roll into camp that, <laughs> that yeah, night. Yeah, you were not looking too good. Um, you were like very, you were just like, not like sunburnt, but you were just like red. Like I, you yeah. just looked like hot, like overheated. Um, and, and I felt, I mean, obviously not to the same degree, but I felt like that too. Like I remember that night, um, that was like the only night I can remember on the trail where I had a hard time falling asleep just because 
I mean, it was still pretty hot out, but I also just feel like my body was just like still cooling down. Like I was just so hot. I couldn't even get in my bag. Like I was just like sweating while I was trying to fall asleep. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. That was a dangerous day to be hiking, man. We, I yeah. guess I fared okay. Um, but like we probably should have just chilled in the old station. I don't know. I don't know what we should yeah. have done. Another thing that got to me is like people who, this is just the through hiker in me, but <laughs> people that just don't, wouldn't normally pass me were like passing by and I was just like, fuck. Yeah, that doesn't feel you good. Know? And, you know, I was just like, what is going on with me? Like, I'm I'm not usually like this and like the heat usually doesn't affect me this way, but I will, you know, everybody who passed me, like they saw that I wasn't doing that great and they all asked you know they all were trying to give a helping hand Mm -hmm. and um you know asking me if i was all right and if i needed anything and so that that made me feel a lot better but i knew how many people were behind us and when the last person passed me i was like all right nobody else is coming so ooh, yeah that (laughs) that that could be a little sketch yeah, I was like, all right, you got to make it to camp. <laughs> There's no choice. Mm-hmm. So, at least you had cell service. I remember because we were because I yeah uh, I I went up ahead of Flossie, which in hindsight maybe <laughs> wasn't the best idea, but um, also also there was trail magic that day, which helped out too. Yeah, yeah, that was like what maybe like a mile or two, maybe a little bit further after we left Old Station. Um, and that did help. I drank like a liter and a half of water at that trail magic just to get some extra, extra. I think I probably would have had to go down to that water source if I hadn't had the trail magic that, that definitely helped out a little bit. Yeah. But that was still earlier in the day. I think if I recall, that was after you had had your initial like, um, little heat episode there, but it was still like a ways before we got to camp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a that was a scary day for me. So then, how do you think, if at all, that affected you going forward? Like after you know, like in the days afterwards, because from my perspective, I do kind of think that that is the day that things like kind yeah, of changed. It, yeah, that was the day that I don't. To this day, man, I I still don't know. Um, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I did go to a physical therapist um, to check for vertigo, and I don't have that, which I didn't think I had vertigo. I did through some portions of the trail, but towards the end, I was like, yeah, it's not vertigo. Um, the past month, I've been wearing a heart monitor. So basically, my doctors just trying to rule any big things out see mm-hmm. if it has anything to do with my heart but honestly it could could just be anxiety not gonna lie i mean i think maybe just all of those things that happened to me combined with you know money getting taken from me and oh yeah i was gonna say there's some other kind of things in your personal life we don't have to go into all that stuff obviously but um there was other things too besides just like the physical stuff i think i think it was a lot of things added together 
it was all of those things that happened to me starting at Whitney. Um, it was maybe being in a new place, you know, being away from family, elevation. I think it was just a lot of that that caused me to have quite a bit of anxiety. I mean, you could tell towards the end, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was breaking down at the end. Um, and I think, you know, maybe, maybe it was just kind of like, I was just in a panic and didn't really know what to do. Maybe that was causing the dizziness Mm-hmm. That was causing me to feel off balance for the rest of the trail. Um, just me being in my own head. I don't really know. And I'm trying to figure it out. But hopefully I can come up with come up with something because you know, towards kinda was I'm not gonna lie, it was a little bit of a traumatic experience. For me, I know it's just hiking, but, you know, just the things that happened to me really kind of freaked me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I want to continue to, I want to continue to hike and because I love it. So I really just, I don't want what happened out there to affect future hikes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really just trying to get down to the bottom of it and just, you know, figure it out. I've, I mean, my whole life I've had issues with like anxiety and panic attacks. So I think maybe it just kind of got a little heightened out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes sense because like, like there's like, you're beating the shit out of yourself every single day. There's a lot of pressure that I think we put on ourselves um, to finish the whole trail um i guess there's the the whole like video aspect of it although to be honest with you you know i won't speak for yourself but for me anyways i didn't really feel like there was that that affected me too much because every other hike we've done before all the videos and all the followers and all this stuff i feel like we still were like pretty uh gung-ho to like finish the whole trail and like succeed and i still feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves but um, anyways, it's like, there's just a lot of other things that go into it too, that kind of magnify the pressure, I think. So again, I don't know what it is either, but, um, I don't know, just based off of what I saw, I think that the anxiety thing is a likely, um, or at least a plausible explanation, you know? I think so too. And I, you know, looking back on it, I really think that's probably what, what was causing it all. I think it was just... I was just, after all those things that happened, I was, and I really was, like, this wasn't in my head. Like, I was waking up dizzy, like, super dizzy. Um, I, I do think that anxiety played a huge role in what was going on. And, you know, just by the time Snoqualmie came, I just had had enough. Yeah. And I was tired of being fearful every day to wake up and and hike because I didn't know what might happen to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that had to do with me just being in my head, probably thinking the worst, which like this, 
this is a com- the PCT is completely different from the AT, but you know, I didn't have any of that on the AT. I mean, don't get me wrong, I had I had times that were tough and yeah. difficult out there, but I never really experienced this at all, so this was kind of kind of new to me. Mm-hmm. But um you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Is our it- buddy Mullet, our bullet buddy Mullet Mike went through the same thing out on the AT and you know, he told me the two things that he regret was that he didn't get off sooner and that he didn't get the help he needed when he got home. So, you know, I got off when I, maybe I did push it a little further than I should have, but I think I got off at the right time. And now that I'm back home, I'm really trying to figure it out. Yeah. What went wrong. So that's all you can do. Um, and there's a couple other things I want to throw out there too, to give some more context to what happened. So going back to that experience we were just talking about on uh, Hat Creek Rim, where it was like really hot and Flossie had this, uh, <laughs> this really bad day. Um, honestly, it was one of my worst days on trail too, but it kind of pales in comparison, I think. But um, anyway, so at this point we were, like I said, in Northern California and Flossie didn't get off the PCT until we got to Snoqualmie Pass in Washington um, and so he kept going for a while after this, um, just for those of you that aren't familiar with the PCT. So he, he didn't just have this bad day. And then a few days later, get off. Like he kept going. I don't know the exact mileage off the top of my head, but he kept hiking for a huge, huge chunk of the trail after this. And then also another thing that just kind of added to the bad timing is after that hat Creek day, you know, the next day we woke up, we hiked. I don't remember, maybe like 10 miles into Bernie and we took a zero. And when we were in Bernie and, and we had, we had continuous footsteps up until this point. And that was our goal going into the PCT, which might've been a little bit naive. And that's something I do kind of want to talk about. Um, something I've talked about in some videos since then, but um, we had continuous footsteps up to this point. That was our goal. That was very important to us um, right from the beginning. And when we were in Bernie, kind of recovering from this awful day and this awful experience on Hat Creek, that's when we learned that there was a section of trail ahead of us um, from, from uh, where was it? Uh, what's that town? Uh, Etna, from Etna, California, up until Ashland, Oregon, um, that was closed because of a fire. And this was the first time that we were like, okay, we're not going to be able to hike this section. And I think that was also like really shitty for us. And that the timing there, having learned this right after you had this experience on Hat Creek, that probably didn't help either because it was just like a another blow after you'd already taken like a pretty big blow. Um, and it also didn't help too that the closure was it was on the Oregon wash or uh, Oregon uh, California border, so like. You know, that's a pretty big deal to like, especially on the PCT. Like, that's the first state crossing. You're so far into the trail at this point. You're well over halfway down the trail. But like, that's the first state line. And so I remember, you know, in the days leading up to uh, when we got to Bernie, we had really started to like kind of talk about this a lot, like talk about how we were excited. Um, And I was getting like really hyped to be able to cross into Oregon, like cross that first state border. And then 
we found out that like, oh yeah, we're not going to be able to do this. Um, and the timing was just terrible right after what happens on Hat Creek. I don't know. Do you think that? Well, n- yeah, not only, not only did we find out that, um, we, you know, that section was closed due to a fire. I also checked my bank account oh, that yeah, yeah, day yeah. and, and saw that like $1,500 had been taken from it. And then the next day I checked it again and another 1500 had been taken from it. So that really stressed me out too. Yeah. Like you, like you're <laughs> so, was, it's not like you can just go visit your bank and try to figure out what's going on. Like you're out here like on the other side of the country and now you're dealing with this on top of all that other stuff. Yeah. That, that, that was some, some unfortunate was, timing to put it lightly. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you know, like they say, when it rains, it pours. So, yeah, it does. I mean, that's that's literally it's literally what happened, and it was kind of all those things piled on me at once. And I'm not saying that every day I was out there was dreadful. I'm not saying that I didn't have a good time after that day, you know, in Bernie. I'm just saying that the trail was a lot more difficult for me after that. It really seemed and, to me like something changed after that. Yeah yeah and it you know you've hiked with me more than anybody ever has and obviously you could tell that something was not right i i've hiked so much that i knew something just was not right yeah (laughs) and you know sometimes you just got to make the call to to get off and it really was the call for me to make and it should have maybe happened sooner, but I, I just knew walking into Snoqualmie that it was, it was time. Mm-hmm. So there, there obviously was like a significant amount of miles between the Hat Creek section there that we were just talking about and Snoqualmie when you ended up getting off. Can you kind of fast forward a little bit to, uh, I don't know, towards the end and like kind of go through what finally like. I guess, made you make that decision when we were in, you know, the middle of, of Washington? I was just, I just didn't feel like myself. I just, it wasn't really, even though I had been waiting to hike through Washington, you know, and was really looking forward to that section. The fun really was just kind of taken out for me based on the way I was feeling. Um, I really was dizzy every day, um, fell off balance, filled with anxiety, just all of those things combined. And I just kind of started to have like mental breakdowns, honestly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And another thing that was tough for me is that I couldn't keep up with you guys and Towards the end of the trail, we kind of, I mean, really, we were just hiking by ourselves, and that really just got to me, too. Kind of would have been nice to to hike with you guys when I was feeling like that, just because it was just me in my head all day hiking, and even though, like, the scenery was beautiful, and 
it was something I'd never experienced before. It was just like I wasn't enjoying it. And mm-hmm. I figured, let's just let's go home. And that's why I want to do Washington again. I'd like to do the entire state again, just when my head is in the right place. Um, so, yeah, it was just a lot of things that had piled up and it was just getting too much for me. Mm-hmm. And so in Snoqualmie, I just, a couple days before that, actually, I was like, I remember we were at the campsite and I was, I broke down and was just telling you guys what I was feeling. And you, you were like, well, just give it a couple days, you know, like, cause I wanted to quit right then. Like mm-hmm. there was a road crossing coming up the next day and, uh, you know, I decided to keep going and I was, you know, once I found out that the border closed down to due to a wildfire. Oh yeah. We haven't even talked about that yet. <laughs> so, that was so kinda, can I give some context here? Um, yeah, sorry, sorry. To, sorry to cut you off, but so basically Flossie had had a few like tough days. Um, I wish I remembered the section. Snoqualmie is where you got off, but what was the pass before that? Um, it was by uh, uh, Packwood. I can't remember the name of that. that. You're you're better at remembering. I know it was a pass. Ah, fuck, what was that pass? It doesn't even matter. But anyways, whatever the pass is, where you go into Packwood. Um, oh, I think I found it. White White Pass. That's right. Um, so. Yeah, so we we left um White Pass and Flossie, yeah, you you had a couple tough days there. Um and then I think it was like or you had a tough day leaving White Pass and then the next day after kind of, you know, we already had some some tough conversations about what was going on. That's when we found out that the border, the Canadian border, the end of the PCT was closed because of a fire. And that was, that was really, sorry, I don't want to cut oh, you no, off. Oh, no, no, you're good. I, That's pretty much all I was going to say. I was asking for a sign and, you know, a sign whether I should stay on or get off. And it was so, it was such a battle with me internally to make the decision to Cause you know, we put so much into the hike, you sacrifice so much and all you want to do is just complete it or complete as much of it as you can. Yeah. You want to complete your goal. Like that's, you know, people, people say like, Oh, like it's not about like the goal and stuff. It's just about like enjoying like your time. And, And that is like true. Like it is good to be present like that. But I also think that a big part of through hiking, at least for me, and I tend to think it's the same for you having hiked with you so much, like trying to accomplish that goal and like, you know, accomplishing that goal of hiking the trail is like also like very important. That's what pushes you through those times when you're maybe not having the most fun, you know, cause it's not always fun. And so the fact that now we're just like, we've already skipped sections because of fires and now we can't even at least make it to the border and like, you know, see that part of the trail and like get like a little bit of closure in that regard. It was just like, man, um, and I kind of knew when we found out that, that I, I kind of knew that you were going to be going home. I mean, at that point we'd already been talking about you going home anyways, but like that was, 
that was just the the nail in the coffin i think yeah we were all at that water source it was yep. like a pipe a pipe spring when we figured it out and i was just i was like wait what'd you just say and they were like yeah the border's closed and i was then we had like another two days till snoqualmie mm-hmm. and those two days i really just that's what i was saying i kind of like an internal battle with myself like that's a pretty big sign that <laughs> maybe I should get off. And mm-hmm. ultimately I felt having the conversation with mullet Mike, the phone call that we had the day that I decided to quit really um, gave me some closure about it all. Cause he, he went through a very similar thing on the Appalachian trail and really I felt like, he was the only one that I could, that understood what I was going through. Yeah, that could relate to it. Especially when our stories matched up quite a bit, like, like the, what, what we were feeling and like he, I had experienced, had the same feelings that he did basically. And once he told me that he regret, he had, he regrets not getting off sooner. Then I was like, yeah, I think it's time for me. And after that conversation, my mind was made up and I just enjoyed the last little bit of time I had on the PCT, uh, in this Nequalami. So Mm kind of just reflected on everything. And I honestly was kind of nervous to tell you guys, (laughs) even though you kind of knew, but, I was just kind of, especially you, Nar, I mean, just because everything we'd been through and the Mm -hmm. videos, you know, it was just tough to tell you, but I think you already knew (laughs) as I was walking up, it's kind of like you guys were expecting at some point it was probably going to happen and you guys fully supported it and, you know, you you were there for me through the whole thing. And so, yeah, I'm just grateful for, for you and Brandon just want to let you know that if it weren't for you guys, it probably would have gotten off a lot, a lot sooner, but I appreciate that. And, And honestly, from my perspective, like I, I felt relieved honestly when you told me. And one thing that I think that maybe I wish I had done differently and related to this is I wish that I had, I don't know. It's, it's, I wish that I had like, I don't, I don't want to say pushed you to get off the trail, but I wish that maybe I had just like made it a little bit easier for you. And and it's a, it's a fine line, right? Because, um, on one hand, like I didn't want you, I didn't want to like encourage you to get off the trail or make you feel like, you weren't welcome anymore or that like you like had to get off or anything like that. And I definitely didn't want to push you to get off to have you later regret that and wish that you hadn't. Um, but at the same time, which that's what Brandon was kind of, that's where he was leaning. You know, (laughs) I know, I know. Like I remember, and I don't want to, it was like, I'm not saying like one of you is a devil and one of you is an angel. I'm just saying like, it kind of felt like that for me. Like you, on one hand, Brandon was like, I think you should stick through this. If you make it like you're going to look back on this and you're going to be like, I did it. And then you kind of were like, 
being more realistic, like, look, I've, I've hiked with Flossie for like thousands of miles. I know what he's like, like something is wrong. Something's up. So I kind of was like, I had one of you on each shoulder, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. but in, in the end, it's my decision to make. And I appreciate the feedback you both gave me. I, I definitely thought that's why I was saying it was such a battle for me to get off. No, it's um, such a hard choice. Cause like you've put so much into this and it wasn't like we were, we had only been on the trail for two weeks, you know, like we had gotten so far, you quit your job to do this, spent a lot of money to do this, to not even you know, be able to accomplish what you set out to do, um, which sounds harsh, but you know what I mean? Just yeah. like, you know, obviously that no, was I mean, it's the truth. I didn't finish what we yeah, went out and set I out didn't to either, do. And I didn't either. Um, I don't think we're going to have time to get into that in this episode, but I'm going to have Brandon on and, and we'll talk about that. But, but anyways, speaking of Brandon, um, one thing I just want to do is like, I think, I think that Brandon was, he was trying to do what he thought was in your best interest by encouraging you to stay on. And he, we talked about it as well together when you were, you know, not, not around us. There's a lot of times, I hope he doesn't, I don't think he'll care if I say this. Um, like he was, he was like, man, we can't let him quit. Like we can't let him quit. He's gone this far. And I told him, I was like, man, and, and, and I, I understand where he's coming from. Um, yeah, I do too. Like genuinely, because like you just said a few seconds ago, um, like you and I have hiked together so much. I knew, obviously you, you and Brandon got to know each other very well on, on, on the trail, but like, it's not quite the same, you know, like you and I have been through so much together on, you know, various hikes, not only the AT, but lots of other stuff, um, shorter hikes, um, since then. And like, and like, I, I feel like just because I knew you on that different level, it was a little bit easier for me to see that like this is the right decision to get off. Um, and Brandon not having that context, I guess it was just uh, more appealing for him to like, want to push you through it, I guess. Um, I also think. No, maybe I also think that, you know, Maybe it was just he didn't understand, or you both probably just didn't understand what I actually was feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's you don't really know how bad it is because you're you're not feeling <clears throat> like you're not feeling. You don't know exactly what I'm going through, mm-hmm. and even though we're hiking together every day and talking at camp, it's like, you know, it was it was a lot for me. I'll just say that. Yeah, it was, it was it was it was tough hiking alone too. Like, man, you're making me feel what, bad. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying like that's what happens on a through hike. Some like on the AT, we never it was rare for us all to hike together. Like people have different paces, people get going at different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it just would have been nice. You know, it's not not I'm not putting in blame on anybody. But, oh, I know, I know. You know some. Sometimes, yeah, it was just tough just to be alone. That's just kind of like how it goes, like you said. Um, it really is. I mean, some it, people like to hike in groups, and they do that, but I don't know. We've always just kind of done what we've, what we've wanted to do, and then we know that we're going to be at camp together <laughs> yeah. at the end of the night. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. When you, when you told me that you were going to get off at Snoqualmie, I was, I was, I mean, I was sad obviously, but I was kind of relieved too. And like I said, I really, I, I think looking back on it, I wish I had, again, I, I don't want to say encouraged cause I didn't want you to feel like you, like I didn't want you to be there anymore, but like, I do wish that I maybe just made it a little bit more permissible, I guess, for lack of a better word anyways, to, um, to, to get off because I do think that you probably should have gotten off a little bit sooner, but it happened. Um, and I'm glad that you were able to explain this because I think that a lot of, a lot of this didn't really come across in the videos. Like I, and the reason was because I didn't feel comfortable. Like you didn't feel like, like asking you to explain all this stuff, like in the midst of it happening, you know? Yeah, um, like I, I wasn't yeah, just going to shove the camera in your face when you were like struggling with these really difficult things and this really difficult decision of whether or not to get off. And so I think it might have been a little bit of a surprise for some people when you finally sat down and told people that you were getting off and stuff. But I don't know. I think people can also understand. It's like this was a hard decision. Obviously, Flossie was going through a lot and I wasn't as his friend, like I wasn't going to just, you know, take advantage of that for the, not even take advantage of it, but I, I just didn't feel comfortable like filming that stuff and even asking you to, to talk about it, honestly. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Cause it was, it was a lot and I'm not going to lie. I wasn't some days definitely probably wasn't in the mood to, <laughs> to talk about what was going on, but yeah, exactly. I, I think it's, it's good to be honest and it's good to you know, in the videos actually explain to people like I guess not sugarcoat anything just wear your heart on your sleeve and be as be as honest and as real as you can because that's that's life and that's through hiking too I mean shit just doesn't doesn't always pan out the way you thought it was going to mm. and Maybe someone will watch the videos and maybe they'll, you know, do a little bit more research on through hiking and try to prepare themselves a little bit more. Maybe they can look at things that I did wrong out there and that they could um, improve on, you know, exactly. Um, just kind of sh show people <laughs> uh, what can happen to you mentally out there. And I'm, it's it sucks because you know i thought i didn't think it was going to be a mental aspect that was going to take me out but um yeah it kind of was a little bit of a reality check i guess but yeah if anyone can watch the videos and that's why i think we just try and be you know we we joke and laugh and stuff in the videos a lot but I think we tried to also keep it as genuine as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that only helps people out who may want to go out and try through hike that <laughs> it's not always, it's not always great times, you know? Exactly. Um, and if and anything too, I think that there's probably some people that might hear this and also be able to relate to it themselves. Like maybe someone who had to get off a trail, not even for, a similar reason potentially, but just for any reason, um, I think it's, I don't know. It's, 
I think it's relatable in that regard too. And I think there's definitely a lot of value here. And I, I appreciate you um, being willing to come on here. Cause like, it takes some balls to come on here and, and explain like all this, like this is pretty personal stuff. And I really appreciate that you're not only um, it's not like you're doing this begrudgingly either. Like you're, you're down to like come on here and share this and see the value that it has for other people. And, and so, yeah, I, well, I appreciate and, that. And the videos never had an influence on whether I was going to get off or not. Like I don't really care if people judge me or not. Like I just always wanted to be myself and really explain what I was going through because I know that I just never wanted to sugarcoat anything. You know, I wanted it. If it can, if it can help somebody, then, you know, that's all I could ever ask for. Mm-hmm. Just try to keep it real. You know, I mean, that's, that's life. <laughs> exactly. And I will say the response was overwhelmingly positive on that video where you did get off. Like people were being really encouraging. It honestly, it was like, like, thank you so much to everyone who watches and, everyone who left yeah, nice comments like seriously that actually meant like so much to me um not that i was worried that the response would be different i honestly wasn't but like just seeing that i don't know it just it it warmed my heart and i say this sometimes but and, and i really mean it like i have the best subscribers on youtube like you guys were so encouraging and i i just i really appreciated that and i imagine Flossie, you probably did as well uh yeah it was nice to it was nice to read through all those and it lifted me up when, cause it was, you know, the hard times didn't stop, like immediately go away when I got home, you know, I mm. was felt kind of lost because you just, uh, then we're really getting sappy on this one. It's okay, man. <laughs> it's okay. I'm glad we're finally getting this stuff out. Cause I do feel like but I, a lot of stuff is left unsaid in the videos. Yeah, I just kind of felt lost when I got home, kind of felt without a purpose. I did feel a little depressed, not going to lie, but um, just because I didn't know what was next. And you just, I just had the PCT in my sights for so many years, and we just spent a lot of time preparing for it that once it was over and definitely didn't help the way it ended. But, um, you know, now I've, found a job and have a having kind of a normal routine again so it's it's definitely i definitely feel feel a lot better yeah um it just kind of was like getting home not doing anything just like that pressure to find a job and all that combined what happened on the trail Mm -hmm. but uh i'm good now he's good um We've been going for over an hour at this point, um, but we we can't come back the first episode back on Trail Tales without sharing a story at the end. I almost forgot about this, folks. I almost forgot this was a part of Trail Tales until I was taking some notes this morning and, and getting ready for this conversation. Um, you literally tech you texted me <laughs> like five five minutes before <laughs> we did this thing, and I was like, "Oh, great! Now I got to think of a story." Like, <laughs> Which there are plenty of them, but you know it's kind of tough to to pick one sometimes. Let's talk about the let's talk about the night hiking. Do you want to do that one? Yeah, yeah, we can do that one. Okay. Um. Uh, so um, end of the episode, we got to do a story at the end of every episode of Trail Tales, unless I forget, which I almost did, but I didn't. Here we are. Um. And so 
shit i feel like we could probably do a whole episode on on this and this experience um but we'll have to try to keep it somewhat brief we could talk about it more in future episodes and stuff but um anyways uh in the middle of the desert it's actually towards the end of the desert um we we uh we decided to hike at night for a few days it wasn't just like a few hours we hiked into the night like no we properly flipped our sleep schedules we were on the night shift as we called it um yeah that's the context take it away flossy i'll interject as well at various points as i do well, I, I believe we hiked we didn't really we didn't really have much of a plan for this day <laughs> no, our plan didn't. was we're our, our plan was we're gonna go to the koa in uh do you remember what town it was yeah, in acton acton california in acton yeah, the KOA in Acton. Um, and we had, well, I had a box there. I had some new shoes and we didn't really have a plan. We knew it was going to be a hot day. I don't think we really, it just so happened that Quadzilla was there, mm-hmm. was at the KOA and everybody was just kind of chilling. Like no one was really in a rush to leave i think we hiked what like 10 miles to the into the koa yeah i think it was eight to be exact eight i don't remember why okay, i yeah, know we, that but i do okay yeah we hiked eight into the koa and and obviously it was the morning too and even though it was the morning when we got in it was still it was hot man it was a yeah. hot hot morning so everyone was just hanging out by the pool we were all having a good time everyone was kind of waiting until it cooled cooled off to leave um you know, our plan was we were just gonna hike like ten more miles into um, Aqua Dulce. Yeah, yeah. And which uh, the this is one of the like the very few times that the trail actually goes through an goes through an actual town. Um. So yeah, we we hiked into the night into Aqua Dulce. Um, Quadzilla was already there and some other people were there that we were hiking with and quadzilla was gonna hike through the night (laughs) and i think he kind of kind of peer pressured us into it to be fair it wasn't just him i when he said it and a couple other people said they were gonna do it brandon was like yo i'm down i'm so down um yeah we were kind of anything i think brandon peer pressured us into it (laughs) and also i was just like our we didn't the camping options weren't that great i think it was like yeah. literally sleeping in the parking lot mm-hmm. of this like pizza place <laughs> and another thing is earlier that day when we were kind of waiting out the heat we had we were talking to other hikers we had seen a hiker roll in like shortly before we left uh the koa there that was suffering from like mild heat exhaustion like he was like puking and he looked like death he he literally stumbled into this campground <laughs> and we were just looking like man like we cannot be hiking in the sea and we had talked a little bit about potentially starting to hike at night but we didn't really make any actual plans and then so when we were in acton and quadzilla was like i'm gonna hike through the night and other people were like yeah we're, we're with you we're doing it um i think we both were kind of like well this would be the opportunity for us to flip our sleep schedules and just send it at night. And so, I don't know, it just kind of all came. I, there was definitely a little bit of peer pressure because I, I think if anyone else had been like, no, I'm not doing this, I probably would have been with them. But <laughs> but we did it, and we did it for 
I don't know that 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 day was crazy. We hiked from 11 p.m. is when we left Agua Dulce, and we hiked all the way. I don't think we got into that little town there the next morning until probably like what was it like 10 a.m. Maybe. Yeah, we were up for like 30, like 30 something hours, over yeah, 30 hours. It was stupid. I felt awful. <laughs> but what? I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up that the hiker that stumbled into the KOA because that's really kind of what got we knew we were going to have to switch our schedules but that's really kind of what got the wheels turning like okay and then once Quadzilla said yeah I'm going to hike through the night to avoid this heat everyone was just kind of like we all looked at each other (laughs) and like one by one everyone was like yeah I'm down I'm down then it kind of came down to you Brandon and I yeah and Brandon was in and then I think you and I were the ones who were on the fence. Yeah. And we were just like, all right, let's let's do it. And we did. So, so we drank some coffee and we were up for like 32 hours. And I think we hiked, what, like 42 miles at? Something like that. that. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Oh my God. It's such a blur, dude. Like I remember eventually everyone else got ahead of us. Um and we had like four miles to go maybe something like that and we got to a campsite it was probably like seven or eight in the morning at this point um (laughs) something like that and and we got to the spot and we were gonna set up camp we were like screw it like let's camp and the spot we're in the desert and so there was no shade there was no shade spots to set up our tent it was super hot once again and i was like man i feel like we're just not gonna sleep and so we we're like screw it let's just hike these next like three miles or whatever and make it to this little it wasn't even a town it was just like a gas station that was a few miles off the road and i remember dude those those couple miles those last few miles were so terrible like i I was like delirious um i remember at one point we passed a damn rattlesnake and, (laughs) and you were in front of me and i was just like I couldn't even say it because I, I saw it and Flossie didn't. I, I, I think I was just like, rattler, rattler, something like that. And you were just like, oh, shit. Like, it was just, it was just Dude, brutal. The, the funniest part about that is you were like, all right, we've got three miles to go. And you were like, we've got to try and stay alert because yeah. of snakes. Yeah. And like, literally, <laughs> literally, I just walk by one and you're, you're like, dude, what the fuck? It's a snake right there. Oh my God. And then we that had happened. Sh- that happened twice through that stretch. Oh like, yeah. The other one, there, I, for- I forgot about the other one. <laughs> there was just, yeah, that one was at night where it just, kind of nobody really cared we just like hiked right by it (laughs) literally like (laughs) it was brandon this other this other guy um uh what was his name retune it was his trial name um brandon and retune were up ahead of us and they were just on a mission we were going uphill this point we were probably only like an hour or two into the night hike so we were all still like pretty like fresh and like pumped up and like we're just crushing up this hill everyone's going super fast and Brandon and Retune literally walk, like stepped right over this rattlesnake, and instead of like freaking out or doing anything else, they just turned around and they were just like snake, and we were just like, "What? <laughs> like you guys are fucking insane!" <laughs> I know. I just I actually went like off trail around it, but I was just like, "Dude, like you gotta let me know." <laughs> they didn't even than stop. That. They didn't even fucking blink. Yeah, that was that was a whole trip. Um, man, and then I don't know. I feel like there's so much else that goes into this story but we're gonna have to save it for next time because we're already we're already pretty far into this 
Um, yeah, because there was like... another another three days of night hiking after that, and even more crazy shit. Um, so next time you come on, Flossie, we'll we'll pick up where we left off at that gas station. How about that? Um, yeah, that sounds good. All right, um, we're back, baby. Trail Tales is back, Flossie. Seriously, um, I really appreciate you coming on and being so open with all this stuff. Um, yeah, and, not a problem. And uh, and yeah. I'm excited to get back up to the Northeast. I, I miss you. I miss everybody back up there. So I'll be back up soon. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to have to try to get you back on soon as well. Um, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah. I guess I'll see you next week. Yeah, take care. Take care.